0: All right, we are back with episode 230 of Two Drunk Brothers the Podcast. Today we've got a wild card weekend recap, talking everything uh, last weekend and the implications of the games and the teams, and then we're going to cover all of the divisional round and break down the games for you and how we see them playing out, what we'd like. And Ethan's got another uh, game for us that he's going to throw our way to uh, have some fun with some things. So, with... That being said, before we dive into anything else, uh, last week we finished the week down 0. 0.46 units. Uh, it seems like we got beat up on all the sides of the games, but props worked out pretty well for us. I got beat up in all my freaking playoff pick-em brackets, whatever you want to do, but yeah, the games end up being yeah. okay. Betting-wise, uh, that still brings us – we're still up 2.4 in NFL – through the season um, kick it off. How are you boys doing? Doing good. Doing good.
1: We're here we're, I'm,
2: yeah. I mean, I'm doing great, but.
0: Uh, <laughs> um The games, in my opinion, were some of the worst uh, wild card games of recent memory.
2: Oh, overall, the, the gameplay was just not enjoyable because of how, lopsided every game was there was one good game in my opinion and it was the lions rams game um, yep. and even that game while very close second half was awful second half was not a good game like it, it just wasn't is what a, i was well-played game yeah and so yeah. fucking like the, nine field goals the weekend was a bit of a disappointment i thought there were going to be some really good games out there i thought chiefs dolphins was going to be fun the weather ruined that I thought Bill Steelers was going to be a really fun one to watch in the snow and wind. And then the fucking mayor they didn't ruined like that. the weather
0: ruin that. Yep, exactly.
2: Yeah. Um, but no, let's, just let's, let's, let's make
1: weekend. fans get fucking pneumonia and frostbite and players have frostbite. You know, Pat McAfee. They said some of the players had frostbite after that chiefs dolphins game. So, don't I mean, like, it. It I, just don't <laughs> I don't understand the concept to move the game off from the bills game back a day for player safety not really, but just I for safety overall. Fan
0: safety. Yeah, I
1: don't give a fuck. It's, it's, it's it has something to do with Okay, you could argue fan safety for the Dolphins Chiefs
0: game too, with it being mm-hmm. negative. 30. You had fucking 15 people who got hospitalized. Like, that's you just, you argue, argue fan safety and just not let Bills fans tailgate because they light themselves on fire and jump <laughs> on tables. So.
1: Yeah.
0: I, yeah, idea. I'm just, oh my God. I mean, there's,
1: I I, there's one every year somebody fucking lighting something. Like, imagine lighting yourself on fire at fucking 1 on a Monday afternoon. <laughs> like,
0: well, like the guy, did you see the guy covered in ketchup and mustard just walking around?
1: Yeah, they do that you every year that too. Guy. They did it today. That's they did it day one year. Yeah, it was Dave, disgusting. It it
0: today, <laughs> no,
1: yeah, I thank you, I also thought the games were were trash. I knew the weather was going to play effect on a lot of them. Uh, the team I mean, that surprised game me most was double digit win yeah. outside of the Rams Lions game. I was most surprised by the Houston Texans game. I did not expect them to win, but I knew they had a chance of winning. I did not expect I to win think, by double digits. I think the Bugs just, got an honorable mention in there. They do. Yeah. But the Houston to score two defensive touchdowns on Joe Flacco and the Browns after the Browns have been so dominant all year long and fucking put up a 40 burger on them. Like that was just wild to me.
0: Yeah. I mean we all we all had the Browns. I didn't uh I didn't think that Joe Flacco was going to take them to the promised land. So we all knew that the downfall of him had to come and boy, what a a downfall it was because my God, he was horrible.
1: Horrible. So
0: it sucks. Cause Um, I was
2: rooting for, I was rooting for Flacco to have like kind of one of those dream scenarios, you know, where a semi deep playoff run against a former rival or playing for a former rival, I should say, um, I also like the Stroud story, but it just it didn't pan out the way that I thought it was going to. Wasn't even a good game.
0: No, no. It, I mean, it was horrible from, I mean, outside after the – I'm pretty sure after the first quarter, I just tuned it out. Um, in hindsight, though, they – I mean, I know there's a lot of garbage time yards. The Texans only outscored the Browns by 32 yards. And what we should have listened to, Ethan, when you mentioned last week, the Browns' defense is horrible on the road. I just thought that they would come prepared to play at least a little bit in the playoffs.
1: I didn't I think it was going to be that horrible.
0: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. I don't. I
2: just. I just don't know what it is. I don't know how Homer on the road can affect your defensive play by a margin of 16 points per game. That just doesn't make yeah. any sense to me.
0: It's wild. But... Pretty. Pretty impressive. <clears throat> um, moving forward. The Texans are the team I'm rooting for out of the AFC. I think we can all collectively agree for that. Yeah. Uh, I said I didn't know the Bucks were in the AFC.
1: I said, yeah, well, I'm just saying if I had to pick two teams, the Texans, <laughs> Bucks. I'll, I'll root for the uh, Packers for e too, just because they're the 7th right. seed. It'd be cool to see them make a run too. But that game also – I bet on the Packers plus seven. I was a firm believer the Packers are going to cover. I thought there was an outside shot they could win the game just because Dallas is a Dallas. But holy fuck, did Dallas Dallas more than Dallas could ever could. I
0: mean, that was just
2: <laughs> say Dallas I mean, one more time for me.
0: <laughs> but I mean, Stephane, you know what I'm saying. Stefan Gilmore and Daron Bland got roasted every single like it seemed like every single time you look up at the screen, there was just green grass. The fucking camera was panned out thirty yards. Ball was in the air and there's a Packers player there. No one else, no one else around.
2: As for those of you who don't know that are listening and some of you who are listening were probably there with us. um, We were at the Armory in St. Louis watching this game on Saturday. And so obviously we were watching. We were watching, I feel like attentively, or at least for me, I was. But when you're in an environment like that, you don't catch really everything. When I went back and watched some of kind of the highlights and just looking at some of the things from that game, it looked like Mike McCarthy made zero adjustments at all, and not at halftime, not at the end of a quarter, not on switch of possession. They had a game plan, and they said, fuck it, we're sticking to it, and it burned them in the ass every single play.
1: Yeah, it was so bad. I mean, it's just not only the defensive effort, I mean, even offensively, to not get seedy as heavily involved yeah. as early as. On. Until the fourth quarter was just egregious. I mean, there was yes, okay, there were some balls thrown to him. You could maybe argue a drop, but Dak also fucking put on his best to a jersey and missed his best receiver by about, you know, five yards every single time. So to me, like and I see all these Cowboys fans on like TikTok, like, here's what the Cowboys should do in the offseason. The fucking first thing they say is extend Dak. I'm like, You've already done that once. You've already paid him a massive amount of money. He's not done shit for your franchise. I, at what point do you say, fuck it, we're going to blow it up again. And the big problem is, and Irby said this, he said until they, and I've seen other Cowboys fans say this too, until Jerry Jones is not as involved as an owner, it, he's way too involved for an owner. Like he's ruined the culture. Like he's been in that role since the nineties and they haven't been good since the fucking nineties. So, I mean, it's just, that's the common denominator for me. You've done coaches, different quarterbacks. He's got to take a step back and just let people do, do their thing.
0: Yeah, I agree. But it also at the same time, he's got to get over the last like five or six years, you got to get someone else in there. Um, you know, you have Mike McCarthy there for I don't know how long he's been there, at least a handful of years. Because he,
2: he got fired from Green Bay in 2017, and then he had a year off. So I guess 2019
0: yeah, so five year, would have been his first oh, year. Yeah. Four ish years. Um, you've had him there, you've had Dak there throughout this whole time, and they still cannot win a playoff game and you're just continuing to strut out the same team that loses in the playoffs every other year they said that they're sticking with mike mccarthy which ethan told me just a little bit ago seems unbelievably dumb to me no that can freaking have five thousand yards every regular season if he can't win a playoff game what's the point of keeping him there
2: yep yeah I I competition. Also, yeah the and the personnel in general like dan quinn i believe is the defensive coordinator and going back to um, not making adjustments in the game. One of the biggest weaknesses that Dallas had going into that game was the run defense, and Aaron Jones was getting five-plus yards of carry on him, and it seemed like they made no effort to try to adjust to that. They were just like, we're, we're sticking to what we got, and like I said earlier, burn him in the ass. So I don't know how
0: – Aaron Jones is a difference maker uh for that Packers team. Jordan Love has been great. I'm still uh, – I, I hope it doesn't happen for Ethan's sake because the Dolphins aren't in the playoffs anymore, but there's going to be that game where it's like, he's just going to royally let everyone down and just completely shit in the sand. There's no in between with him. It's either one of the best quarterbacks in the league, one of the worst quarterbacks in the league.
1: I th- I think, I think, I think coming from an outsider's perspective, I think it's more, I mean, I'm impressed by him. It was his first playoff start. Oh, I am too.
0: Yeah. I'm just I mean, saying, I've well, seen him again, at his worst. I I was hopefully, say. He hopefully, he's one of the elites now for you know for that division sake because God knows we need it.
2: What we can hope for? I was going to say it to Travis's point, and he was about to say it, and he did say it is we've seen Jordan Love at his worst, and it is probably thirty-three out of thirty-two quarterback in the league as in he is worse than all of the other starters plus probably one of the bench players. Um, and when he's at his best, and that's been, you know, right now, the last nine weeks, he he might be the best quarterback in the league, or in the NFC, I won't say the league, for the last nine weeks, statistically. Um, but you're right. I, I worry too, especially going up, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, but going up against a San Francisco defense that is so formidable that we could see the other version of Jordan Love. Now, I will say with that caveat that I have already by far and away exceeded expectations. If we lose that game next week by 45, I'll say great season. Let's move
1: on to next year. Yeah. So conversely, sure it's a win I, a bit- Go ahead. I would say I'd, I'd rather have my quarterback play the last nine weeks of the season. Amazing. <laughs>
0: well, yeah. Than 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 the, the first, first nine, nine
1: weeks, weeks. Yeah. like Tua did, that'd be
0: usually for Tua. It's the, it's the, it's the important games down the end of the stretch that he shits in his hand. So if it were the last nine games, we'll get into this in a second. Before we move on to that game, to the cheese Dolphins game, I will give Ethan his flowers. We did Hot Take Central back in like week fourteen. He said the Packers will make the playoffs and win a playoff game. So
2: I did yes. say I, I forgot about that. that. You shouldn't have even brought it up. <laughs> yep,
0: but I, hey, I nice. remember that yeah. and I was thinking about it. So and I put that in my notes. So Ethan, there appreciate. I, think, I, 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 gave, I had I another gave...
2: hot take. That was a cold take. I said that the uh, Dolphins would be in the AFC championship game. So I apologize that one of those yeah. hit and the other one wasn't that
1: one. But yeah, that was never going to happen. So yeah, it was. <laughs> Fuck yeah. It would
2: have been a warm weather game.
1: I very well think it would have been a totally different I know. Yeah, Erby said the same stuff on Sunday. He goes, "If you play that game in a dome or in a, or in a neutral side or like in, in something that wasn't negative 30. I think it's a different Ever, story. And I, I, I agree. Everyone says it,
0: that. I, as a fan and as a person that's watched this team for 18 weeks, I can't look at myself in the mirror and say that with confidence because of how the team has been trending for the last few weeks. I can't. I can't say, "Oh, if that game's played in Florida, it's a different game." Because we we used, saw what happened yeah. in the Bills the game when it mattered. Yeah,
1: exactly. But it was still a one-score game. Like we had a chance to go down and tie it at the end. Same thing with you know. Cowboys game, we had the ball back and went down and won the game on a last-second field goal drive. Like it's, there's moments where he, where it, the team shows that they're almost there, but it's just not consistent enough. Like you get little flashes of it. More mm-hmm. often than not, it's not, but you get little flashes of it. You know, the Chargers game early on this year, the Cowboys game on Christmas Eve. Like you get little hints of here and there, like this team can do it. The injuries pile up. The fucking McGannon gets in his own way. Tua gets in his own head, makes bad throws. We get off with him, and it's just shit from there.
0: The Chiefs won the game twenty-six to seven, and they just like they just continue their woes against winning teams. They laid an egg in a game where the Chiefs rattled off thirteen unanswered points to win the game. The game was thirteen to seven at one point. Uh, Tua completed just fifty-one percent of his passes and threw thirty-nine of them. Here's a stat that blows my mind where Mike McDaniel, if he does not get better at this next year, you got to start looking for an alternative. Raheem Mostert ran the ball one time in the second half and he was averaging 4.1 yards a carry.
1: Yeah, it's bad. It happens. It happens every year. I mean, every game this year um, with Mike McDaniel, where he we start off running the ball great in the first half and then he goes away from the second half. Um, I don't want to spend too much time harping on this because I'm not in the camp of fire Mike McDaniel. I mean, he won nine games last year. 11 I mean, this year.
0: It's unreasonable to think, obviously it's a, it's a irrational, but rational thought for fans. Just seeing what he does. We're not going to say fire Mike McDaniel. I am on board. I'll give him a year to straighten his shit out. It, if he can't straighten it out next year, and he shows that he's kind of the same coach that goes back to the same ways and st- tough, sticky situations, will he ever fix it?
1: That's the I, I get it. Like if you if you're sitting here at the same time next year, and we're you know 11 games had the same issues down the stretch, had the same issues in the playoff game, then yeah, you have to have that tough conversation with yourself. But I think he's improved. He improved. You have to admit he improved from last year to this year in certain situations. And then there's certain situations that he didn't get the chance to really learn from last year. And, you know, those, that second half run game is the thing I still think. And I, I get his worry. The dolphins need like a, a bell cow. They need a guy. They like, can hey take this ball and fucking run four yards. No matter what the play, whenever, if the, if the blocking breaks down, whatever, you're going to get me fucking four yards. They don't have that guy. Um, they so. will, they do,
0: but he insists in the second half. We saw it. He insists, on inserting Devon Achan into the game. If you're not – if Devon Achan is not getting to that second level, then he's useless. He, if yeah. he if he doesn't have a clear path to the linebackers, he, he isn't going anywhere because he's too small. Yeah.
2: So we'll yeah, see. I will so- say – I was just going to say too. You know, you just talked about Mostert having 4.1 yards of carry. Another thing that he's got to work on too, and I know we've seen other teams do it, is just imagine the yards per carry you would have had if you guys wouldn't have ran that little pitch play ten yards in the backfield 37 times. Like I, I don't done. understand that. We've talked about it. It doesn't make any sense why you're not just stretching that out into a into a handoff instead of throwing it back. Where then with the pitch, it's obvious that it's a run. Everyone sees you're it putting your running back way in the backfield. And, he, saw- and there's no way you're even getting to the first level. So,
1: I mean, what, what made me night made me feel a little better about that is I see, I saw other teams do that throughout the weekend too. I, I've never seen the Cowboys do that same play on Sunday. I'm like, or not Watch 10 yeah. times. Yeah, no, but it's just like, there's no point in that turn around and throw it to your running back. Like it makes no fucking <laughs> it's like sense. Like the only,
0: it's like, that's the you know, like one of two runs he has in his playbook is that run. And they do it every time they always do it to the short side of the field, which makes absolutely zero sense. Um, but we'll see. Uh, Tua, I think, has – if he gets another year and doesn't win a playoff game, it will be his last year and should be his last year. I think that – Yeah, all so these people could talking be, about
1: getting extensions is fucking ridiculous. He's going to – they're going to pick his fifth year up. Everyone talking about They'll him getting pick
0: it an extension. Up. Yeah, he should not get an extension. I Just pick up his fifth year. But also, on the meantime, I think they should be keeping an eye out for somebody to also challenge him to push him to be better. You got to look at a guy, not a Mike white, someone who's actually going to push him for the starting job.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens. You know, we, we have all off season talk about that, you know, so I don't want to too much time to harping on the dolphins, but I don't Chiefs, a coach. Chiefs on is, the other hand,
0: have any comments about them?
1: Uh, they're going to get fucking Rick. They're going to get
0: rolled on, on Sunday. I think I think it's to real question. Yeah. Do you think that they can, do you think they can ride the D Yes, right the a D. The, D, the defense. Did you yeah. see that? that I post? saw that
1: clip. Yeah. Pause.
0: Um, I mean, their, their defense is good. That was
1: Maurice Jones-Drew. You know, yeah, you know. that's who that was. <laughs> their
0: their defense is good, but this Chiefs team still does not impress me. I I think that if it were semi flip flopped, or somebody else would have won a game, I think the Ravens and the Texans beat both of the teams in the other game.
1: Yeah, like I said, I mean i i didn't see, i didn't see enough out of their offense against uh they they did not look good in the red zone against a Miami team that was down six starters and were fucking basically starting a retirement home at edge rusher.
0: So I mean, let's, let's be real. I, I, Travis Kelsey's hands have turned to just stone. Yeah. so it's hilarious saw, to see. We
2: saw one Kelsey brother retire. Do we see another one retire after this season as well? Um, I don't think so.
0: Yeah, he, I was going to I don't think so. But I think you might want to. <laughs> their
2: offense is just it's horrendous to watch because you you put like the pin right, I don't know what I'm trying to say. You put the fucking pin right on the dot. I don't know. Um that the Dolphins <laughs> were missing basically their entire defense. Every valuable person to that defensive side of the outside ball, of Jalen Ramsey. outside, outside of Jalen Ramsey was not in the game. And yep. you like you said you guys went and picked up Justin Houston. You went and picked up fucking Melvin Ingram. Um, missing one. There's not somebody Rally else you Creed. picked up off the street, yeah. Um, but I don't um, even so to run out really there. Play and then you had fucking, uh, I'm gonna Eli Apple. the dude, no, the dude who lost
0: or co who oh, Duke no, Riley, Duke Riley
2: lost Good the whole game. Yeah, <laughs> what a horrendous performance in a playoff game by one singular defensive player. Um, but it, you if you guys have your full defense, I don't know if the Chiefs score a touchdown, they might have those, you know. Four or five field goals
0: that they kicked,
1: yeah.
2: But I don't Duke think Riley, they have much else.
0: Duke Riley has been running on the field with a fucking map and compass since week fifteen. <laughs> just where the fuck, <laughs> fuck do it. I go? Yeah, where do I go, dude? I mean, he's just sitting out there. I want to go zone to the zone coverage. Not <laughs> a soul go. around him. Let me go. <laughs> I, want Gosh, go I, mean, oh I want to go to the island. Oh my god, to go to the island. Hey, congratulations, Duke Riley. Yeah. You can go on. And you get to go to one. Now. Yeah. Yeah, um, Let's go to the night game, the Rams-Lions game, which was we talked about the best game of the week. Uh, Lions took it down 24-23. In my opinion, Sean McVay uh, kind of pulled a Mike McDaniel, outcoached himself. They outgained yeah. the Lions by 91 yards. Um, it If he is going to kick that field goal with eight minutes left to put it down one, then you cannot punt the ball Back to the Lions with four minutes left on Detroit's 44 yard line that seemed I know it was fourth and 14 but that seemed weird to me. you gotta at least give your offense a chance
1: I thought the third down play call was more weird I can't remember exactly what it was uh I think Matt Stafford tried to go for the first down off the top of my head I can't remember what it was but I, in that situation you gotta you gotta try to chunk it if you like if you cut that in half or get five yards on an easy completion because you know the defense is going to be, play, be playing back protecting that first down line. On third and fourteen, get five six yards, make it third and eight or third or fourth and, fourth and eight fourth and seven, then you can go for it like that. To me, like the, I think the third down play call was a pass beyond the sticks. If I do, do recall, I'm gonna try to look that up because not nah, if I can pull it might be pulling that out of my ass, but it was weird to me. I remember, I remember me thinking that.
0: Do you want to hear a mind boggling, embarrassing stat that I pulled today? Well, I mean everyone could pull it, but I looked it up. The Rams were down five points going into the second half and they outgained the lions 206 to 86 yards and lost. Yeah. Ridiculous. And I thought the entire time
2: they were going to win. Just when you watch that game from a visual perspective, they were like, and the statistics obviously back it up based on what you just said. They were dominating them in the second half. I thought that game was over by the end of the third quarter. I was like, the Rams are going to come back. The lions look stagnant. Um, I don't even know if this is going to end up being a close game by the time it's all said and done. And then the Lions pulled it out because of questionable play calling.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it sucks because they were in the game coming from beginning of the season. We were talking about the Rams, not even winning six games. So they, they overachieved tremendously. I think it's a win on the season, given the roster they had and the people they had heading into the year. But when you look back and you think, Oh, they should have won this game kind of sucks.
1: Them. Yeah, I mean, it's, so that 3rd that and 14 play call was a deep, deep pass to Nakua That was incomplete. Um, so, again, you get a short chunk right there. I got to give the, the Lions some flowers on when they got the ball back on their own 13. The plays were David Montgomery ran for three yards. Goff had some nuts on that drive through. David Montgomery for 11. Another one-yard run by David Montgomery. Two-minute warning. Then uh, an 11-yard pass to Amon Ra. So the fact they were throwing the ball and just letting your Jared Goff rip it, and like, hey, if you go get this first down, we win the fucking game, and they did it. Like, you know, I, I have never been the biggest Jared Goff guy. I thought he was a, I mean, obviously he was kind of a semi-bust. He went to Super Bowl with the Rams on a defense, rode the coattails of a defense. But I've liked the guy more and more since he's been in Detroit. So I, I liked, I had the Rams money line. You know, would have liked to see them have won for my bet, but I didn't hate to see it for him. You know, that well, was that
2: was kind of cool. Jared Goff, like I said it a few weeks ago, Jared Goff in a dome is just a different player. When he's outside, it's it's night and day. So if he gets and he's gonna get another home game in a dome this weekend, um I wouldn't be surprised if they get it done either. I won't spoil picks because I, I don't necessarily know if they do get it done, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did um this weekend as well, yeah. because that's just where he thrives, is when there's no yeah. conditions.
0: Their pass defense needs some help, and we'll talk about that. Uh, yeah. We've got two games left to talk about. I don't have a whole lot on this game. Bills 31, Steelers 17. Uh, it kind of ended up being a little closer towards the end than what it really was okay, the Bills gave the Steelers, like a, a little slimmer of hope at the end uh, for second in the fourth quarter, and then Mason Rudolph just kind of pissed it away. I yeah. think uh, they have a, a way too much going on in that locker room. Their backfield's a mess. Anytime Jalen Warren is going, they feed Najee Harris. Anytime Najee Harris gets going, they feed Jalen Warren. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, but I mean, you're everyone talking about fire Mike Tomlin. Like he's been one of the
1: greatest fucking coaches
0: of our generation. He's a great coach. I just think it's it might be time for a change of scenery in Pittsburgh. Maybe. But I mean he fucking took a a, a uh, team with no quarterbacks. It in is tr- yeah, it is I fair. Mean, that team should never have been in the playoffs to, to start yeah. from. Ever.
2: Yeah. And I, I won't argue against that Jarrett. but to Travis's point and something that I was thinking about is as great of a coach as Mike Tomlin and Tomlin is, and he is a great coach. What have they been successful in since 2000 and what eight? It's not a whole lot other than just consistently being good enough to make the playoffs and that's it. They made what one super bowl and it was against the Packers in 2010 and they lost. Um, Listen, man. since since like 2008 or whatever it was. Listen, I'm not man. saying I'm not saying no, no, no. that it's not I going to say
1: something. Yeah. As a fucking Dolphins fan, like I would kill <laughs> for the run that the Steelers have had. Like... I saw,
2: I saw I saw this argument the other day actually on Twitter, I believe it was as well. And I'm not arguing against you because somebody said the same thing because it was, it was actually a Cardinals fan that I saw, and it was, would you rather see the Cardinals be competitive every single year and consistently make the playoffs but not always get there or p- root for a losing team 25 out of 26 seasons? I'm going to take the team that makes the playoffs all day long every single year and consistently competes. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying to Travis's point, at what point do you look for just a change of scenery because you're I'll- constantly getting there but not getting the job done?
0: I'll put I it into a perspective. I'll put into a perspective with a different point, And it's something that we've seen as fans. Uh, the St. Louis Blues playoff team year in, year in, year in, year in. They win the Stanley Cup. Then look at them since now it's like, what do you like? Now now they're a team that isn't really competing anymore. So it's like, what happens when you do fire course. that
1: coach? 2 years ago. But yeah, I, I hear. Right. but
0: they're not as competitive as what they used to be. So it's like you fire Mike Tomlin and it's like you're not that so team Ethan, that he used to be, but it's, you know.
1: Thieves point, he hasn't won a playoff game since 2016. Um he's owed for four since so 2016 in playoff games and he's won the division twice in those years. He won it in 2017 they lost in the divisional round against the Jaguars when they had a a bye and in 2020 he lost in the wild card round or the first uh first place in the north against the Browns. Um so yeah.
0: it gets to a point where you want to see, like, okay, I'm tired of just making the playoffs. I want to see a deep run when you don't have one for 14 years and you're consistently making the playoffs or being a competitive team and never make it. I understand, especially when you have those years when you had Le'Veon Bell, that awesome offensive line, you still don't get anything done. It kind of sucks.
1: Yeah, because like when when his first when Tomlin first took over. I mean, they were making deep runs year in and year out. You know, 08 when so they won the Super Bowl. 2010, they lost the Super Bowl. 2015, they, or 2016, lost. So, yeah, I mean, I get it. Was Mike Tomlin there just, in 08 too? Mike Tomlin's been there since 2007. Yeah. It's not his second year. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. like I said, he's a good coach. I would, I mean, I think any team would be happy to have him if they were to let him go. He's definitely Bro, going to be another head coach.
1: Fuck the Steelers. I would kill to have <laughs> run coaches like they've had. Bro, they've had three coaches since yeah, 1969. Since like
0: 1960, yeah. Three coaches. That's, That's wild. Yep. Yeah.
1: I was going to say what, they had a very similar 50,
2: stat
0: to the Packers. years.
1: QBs. Yeah. Chuck, Chuck Knoll, Bill Cower, and Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Well, Bill, Power all three of them, all three ever. of
0: them won a Super Bowl. Yeah. At least that's one. wild. Yeah, that is wild. Um, yeah, I mean, they have to get a. They obviously have to get a quarterback. Kenny Pickett has not proven that he's the man of the future. Um, obviously, neither is Mason Rudolph. Then you look on the Bill side, a team again who didn't impress me a whole lot. A team that really just stalls out, and they pick and choose yeah. when they want to move the ball down the field. That's the thing. They can't
1: like they didn't like. I said the same shit about the Bills going to that Dolphins game on Sunday Night Football last week of the year. I'm like they're not that good. Look at the teams. They're barely beating these teams, but they have the ability to keep games close and turn on when they have to. So like you, we can keep saying that, but that's what championship teams. Oh, do. I know. I'm Bills just saying, are going to win it, the Super Bowl. They haven't the Super Bowl. Me,
0: but they if, if
1: if if we go back and and like if future Jarrett were to like you know, from two weeks from now, come in time travel, and talk to me, say, Hey, Jarrett, the bills are in the super bowl. I would not be surprised because like to our point, they keep games close and they turn it on when they have to. Josh Allen's going to Josh Allen, you know, good or bad.
0: Yeah. It also helps that there's really not a juggernaut team in the AFC. People can hoot and holler all they want about the Ravens, but there's, well, make, there's not that team in front of them. that's going to be like, Oh my gosh. I'll make so another I'll
2: prediction is, uh, I think the Bills win this week, but their downfall is going to be their defense. And I think regardless of which team wins in the Ravens Texans game, that will be the Bills downfall because their defense is going to let them down in that championship game against either of those teams.
0: They have all. They have also. You talk about injuries on the Dolphins and blame a lot of their oh, losses yeah, on the defense. Yep. The Bills have had a lot of issues on defense and a lot of injuries, and they still find ways to win games. And that's what that's a good exciting. football team does. Unfortunately. Yep. Um, then we go into the night game. The Bucks thirty-two, Eagles nine. Um, Eagles lose six of their last seven in a disastrous way to end the season. Baker looked really good. They stalled they even stalled out a couple times on like the on like the Eagles 40 45 yard line. If they finish those drives, they win this game close close to 50 to 9. It's crazy.
2: Nobody, nobody on the Eagles side of the ball wanted to be there. Like from watching that game, there's not a single person on that team that I think had any desire to win that game. And I'm not I'm not saying I, I should maybe like backtrack a little bit. I'm not saying that they weren't competitive or don't want to win in the playoffs. But I just feel like that they just did not have the heart in it. They didn't have like any sort of energy on the sidelines. When they were on the field, there was no energy. I think they knew from the get-go that they were done for because of how bad of a fall
0: that they've had in the second half of the season. That the the Bucks' defensive line is is menacing. Their secondary not so much, but they were putting pressure on. I will I will say this about Jalen Hurts. I'm not just going to rag on the Eagles. You if you would have told me that he had his finger looking the way it did and made some of the throws that he did on on what Monday? Oh yeah. Yeah. I was surprised. Like the dude I mean he made a few sixty yard throws that were pretty impressive. He uh, sacked up He, didn't he sacked for a. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So he sacked up. But uh it just
1: I mean I I, I saw this coming from a mile away. Anybody who bet on the Eagles, I saw all I saw a lot of cappers on Twitter. I'm not gonna name names, but uh uh, I was like, what are you guys fucking doing? Are you guys watching the same team I'm watching here? And, like, everyone counted the bucks out. Colin cowl includingly, uh, because he's a fucking moron. Um, they were at home. Clearly the better team on defense. The Eagles secondary has been suspect the last time. Oh, <laughs> James Bradbury looked like Duke Riley, not wanting to fucking make a tackle. Uh, and that, to me, it's like, like Ethan said, it's guys who want it. Um, and I've been kind of saying the Bucks defense has been on a good run for the last few weeks. Uh, they're solid. And like Travis said, they're secondary now so much. They still have Antoine Winfield back there. Who's got that playoff experience, won a Super Bowl. They got, they got dudes in that locker who've been there before and, and know what the fuck they're doing.
2: Yeah. And I was, the last thing I'll say about that too, is, um, when it comes to the Eagles, if you're dolphins fans, you should be thankful because they stole the show for the worst collapse in the NFL this year. Um, and I think overtook you all for. I mean, Cowboys maybe too, but Cowboys collapse was more sudden. The Eagles collapse I mean, was very much long running and painful to see if you're an Eagles fan. Um, but they just that that might be the worst second half of the season collapse in NFL history. Like, I I don't know what would compare to it.
1: The Steelers what, they were
2: ten uh, and one, man. and they ended yeah, up Steelers. what eleven and. Or ten and seven, or eleven and six, and then lost their first playoff game.
1: Yeah, it's bad. So that being said, Nick Sirianni, does he deserve to be on the hot
2: seat? Oh, on the hot seat? I thought you meant does he deserve another chance? No, that dude should have been shipped out in the fourth quarter of that game.
0: He uh, he inherited a pretty good, pretty good team. And kind yeah. of ran with it. And now you're seeing the effects of what his coaching kind of brings to the table. He, He's a douche. We talked, I'm pretty sure we, I don't know if we talked about this this year or the end of last year. He is a fan in a coaching position. Like he mm-hmm. just, he has the emotions of a regular person. I don't think he has the wherewithal to make adjustments mid game. Obviously they've lost six of their last seven. Uh, it's Yeah, I don't think you can move forward with him. Also, what I wanted to bring up upon that, not only firing him, is it a situation where you're just like, okay, the defense sucks. The offense is kind of stalled out lately. Are you in a position with the Eagles where you just blow it up?
2: There's, there's no reason to not clean house from a coaching perspective because if I'm not mistaken, they lost both of their coordinators last year too because they got hired into head coaching positions. So... Or just other positions in general. I don't think they had their offensive or defensive coordinator return last year. So if you got guys on a one year, you know, prove it, and Sirianni in the way that they coached, and we saw what happened this season, you have no reason to hang on to guys because you just got them. So it might as well just clean house and start over again and see what happens.
1: It's, dude, it's their, they they pay Jalen. This is why I don't want the Dolphins to pay Tua, is because they pay Jalen Hurts too early. gave him that massive fucking contract. For what? Because he had one good year, made one Super Bowl run. Like that's that to me is like is gonna tarnish that franchise for a few years. Because if you fire Nick Sirianni, you have to find a coach that's going to pair well with Jalen Hurts and want to match the same style of play that he plays in and be willing to take on and find a GM too. I guess holly Rose was not going anywhere, but to form a team around him, because I think AJ Brown's gone. Like you're gonna to have to find players that are gonna to to like fit in around that sal. It's gonna be a salary cap issue, and yeah, I, I don't know. It's just not a good situation.
0: It sucks. I th- I mean, they definitely had the offensive pieces outside. I mean, Jalen Hurts isn't a bad quarterback. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he's a he's a really bad quarterback. But if you have an elite quarterback, this team obviously their defense had some issues down the stretch, but the offense has the wherewithal to kind of push you to that next level. Jalen Hurts has the arm strength. I don't think he has the QB IQ to take you there.
1: Yeah, I mean, let's be real. You, you, he lost his job at Alabama for a reason. He had transferred to Oklahoma for a reason. <laughs> I mean, we're, I mean let's, for let's the, call the yeah. twelve defense. Let's call fucking spade a spade. Let's let's go ahead and do it. I mean, because that's what happened. So,
2: and that that video of Nick Sirianni screaming in the Chiefs tunnel Jesus. will live on in infamy. For the rest of his life, that is the that is one of the most embarrassing videos I've ever yes. seen from a head coach in the NFL. 100.
0: It's, it's 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 child behavior. Yeah, I'm telling you. I mean, that's something that a normal human being would do. That's not yeah, a like coach. a fan. A yeah, exactly. Coach, you gotta you gotta exactly. compose yourself a little. Unless you're bit David Tepper,
2: the Panthers owner, then you throw drinks at people. But yeah,
0: <laughs> well, that's a whole other getting, story. Then we get into shit oh, what I was-, was talking about.
1: I would have thrown tr- for drinks at people ten weeks ago if I was a fucking Panthers owner. So he's
0: got he's got a lot better composure than I do.
1: That's all I gotta say about that.
0: And Bryce Young being one of them on the field. Just launch it. Yeah. Launch it at him. Um but wild card weekend. The uh yeah, not not the excitement that we were hoping for. I think the divisional round should be a little bit more interesting. We'll talk about that in a second. Before we talk about that, we're gonna roll into Ethan's game you guys need to take a break before we do that? Mm-hmm. We'll take a time out. All
2: right, boys. I got a fun one for you today um, for, what is this, the third installment of <clears throat> the uh, rip-off, shout-out BDGE um, grid games that we hey, all see on TikTok. Every,
0: I know. Millions of people do this. I know.
2: But, but we have a graphic this time. I will give them credit because we'll they made it ugly famous. Scream. You know what? It's, it's not a bad graphic either. It's my first one. Um, It it definitely could be better. There's room for improvement. But yes, we have a visual today. Um, Before I open that up and share my screen, there are rules to this game different from the last one because I think that it will make it more challenging but also more fun. You guys are working together on this one. You will still alternate picks, but the goal is to just fill the board. Here's where the fun part starts. If you get 18 of the 25 players correct... 26 players correct that are on this grid i will take a shot if you get two if you get one of these two specific players correct that i will talk about in a second when i show the board i will do another shot that is my deal to you guys if you get less than 15 picks correct so there's a three three person window there where nothing will happen but if you get less than 15 correct then you're both taking a shot fair
1: fair Fair. I, I may have to take a shot to another time but yeah
2: that's fine no you <laughs> can do it That's uh, I you, whatever it's works it's
1: health sickness. I'm going to share my
2: screen and we're you guys gonna win, will see so what I'm talking
1: matter. about
2: alright can you see my screen
1: I can, hold on <laughs> yeah I think we have to enable it add the stage there we go Okay. hey you're on the screen hey. too
2: nice perfect yeah. I was hoping that I could do that so as we know Nick Saban has recently retired. And um, let me explain all the rules so you guys don't jump get a jump start on this. Nick Saban left a legacy at Alabama. I know he coached at LSU, Miami, so on and so forth. But for this game, I need you two collectively to name every offensive first round draft player that has been under Saban at Alabama. So not defensive players, just offensive players. Went to Alabama. They had to have, left from and they had to graduate from alabama or get drafted out of alabama i should say jalen hurts is not on this graph he also was a second yeah. round pick so it doesn't matter um offensive only as you can see i've listed the position and then for everybody except for last year's picks i have put the team as well i did i think it would be too easy if i put last year's team so i just put the nfl logo you will alternate turns to make a guess you have to give me the year and the team you can't just be like oh so and so's out there you have to tell me It is 2020, whatever. It's this player.
0: Fair? Got it. All right. I'll go first.
2: All right. Let's get it.
0: It was 2023 Bryce Young to the Panthers.
2: You are one for one.
0: All right. One and I'll 101
2: technically.
1: Okay. So 2023 running back was uh, Bijan Robinson. Man, you are. Already at one strike. That's a
2: that's a tough Jared, guess, my friend. You went to Texas. Oh, sorry.
1: Sorry, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I wasn't thinking. I
0: wasn't oh thinking. Oh my god. All right. This well, continue god. on, Travis. <laughs> um, twenty twenty one to the Miami Dolphins. It was Jalen Waddle. That is
1: correct. So Jaylen. I'll go twenty
0: twenty.
1: QB to the Miami Dolphins to a Bailoa. Also a mean, correct.
2: Getting the getting the obvi ones out of the way. I like it. Uh, strategize on this one because I'm gonna give you guys you're at one strike. I will give you six strikes
0: on this combined. Wow. Okay. Uh also you can click that check mark. You click on that check mark right there. Yep. Where is it at? Just click on it. You can hit that little plus button, it'll just create a new one
2: amazing this is why i don't use canva super super often so i like <laughs> that appreciate it nice
0: job. um i will go 2021 20, <laughs> to the eagles devonta smith
2: correct so on a roll after jared's blunder yeah <laughs> i'll go
1: 2021 20, uh quarterback to the pats uh mac
0: jones
2: correct you got 5 off the board 21 to go <laughs>
0: 2022 wide receiver to the lions, Jamison Williams.
2: Correct. I'm going to pause you guys here. Cause I forgot about my second part of my bet where I do a second shot. The 2013 first round draft class for Bama. If you get either one of those, correct, I will do a shot. Hell, I might okay. chug my beer.
1: Okay. <laughs> so not happening. Uh, 2020 <clears throat> to the Las Vegas Raiders was Henry Rooks.
2: Correct. RIP in jail. <laughs> yeah.
1: RIP the person
0: who killed him. Uh, 2021 that. to the Steelers was Najee Harris. Correct.
2: As you can tell, this uh, the offensive players for Bama was super recent heavy. There are a lot yeah. of offensive players that went in the last three, four years, and then it just really tapers down.
1: All right, 2015 to the Oakland Raiders, back when they were in Oakland, Amari Cooper.
2: Correct. Good pull. Thank you.
0: 2020 to the Denver Broncos was Jerry Judy.
2: Also correct. Another good
1: pull. A lot of wide receivers coming off the board. 2019 to the Raiders was Josh Jacobs. Also correct.
2: Travis, can roll, you get rid of the banner? One strike.
1: I, can't, I can't see the bottom row. I can't see the positions and shit.
2: Oh, here. I can. Yeah.
1: There you go. Yeah. Just
2: yeah I, I can move problems. it up a little bit, too.
0: I got it. I got working? it now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um 2018 to the Falcons was Calvin Ridley.
2: Correct. That was one that I wasn't sure if you guys would get, because I'll be honest, I didn't know Ridley went to Bama until I uh, made this graphic. Don't know why, but good pull.
1: 2011 to the Saints was Mark Ingram.
2: Indeed it was.
1: Two running backs on All the right. board.
0: Here's, here's a tough pull. I think it had it had to be this year.
2: 2021
0: to the Raiders was Alex Leatherwood.
2: See now's where I got to pull up my notes and make sure that's actually what it was, um, but I'm pretty sure you are correct. It was
1: indeed Alex Leatherwood.
2: Nice yeah, done. These
1: op- these offensive linemen are going to kill us.
2: Can you tell uh, that we've been doing uh, mock drafts on the pod because that is <laughs> yeah. like something that would have come out of that?
1: So, uh, 2011 to the Falcons was Julio Jones. Correct my old ass gonna pull all these fucking early 2000s guys
0: (laughs) 2010s guys out good 2017 to the Bucks was OJ Howard Mm -hmm.
2: yes nice also another one I wasn't sure you guys would get but uh
1: 2012
0: we have 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 16
1: 2012 to the past year threshold threshold 2012 to the Browns was Trent Richardson yes it was
2: you guys are going to get all the skill positions. Yeah, uh,
1: the running on the back. Same- I don't know why I'm blanking on the running back on in
0: 2023. 2023 running back. Why well, I, I I'm pretty sure he went to Alabama. It had to be Jameer Gibbs.
2: It was indeed Jameer Gibbs. Yes. To the okay, Lions, the Lions, who in back-to-back years took a Alabama offensive skill player with the 12th overall pick. Fun fact.
1: Oh, my God. I know that tackle. We are left with for the, for the are left the all I know who, offensive I know who linemen.
2: That's everybody left. You have five strikes
1: remaining, so you can start taking stabs at him if you want. Um, Is 2011 to the Seahawks Russell Okung?
2: 2011 to the Seahawks is not
1: Russell Okung. Damn, that was a. I feel like that wasn't a <laughs> dozen of bad guess.
0: 2022 <laughs> to the Giants would have been Evan Neal.
2: Correct, seventh overall, I believe.
1: I believe it was seventh overall. This center, this center is gonna fucking haunt me for forever for the Colts. I think. I, I mean.
2: What well, makes you feel any better? I'm already taking a shot, so if you want to try to get these uh, <laughs> 2013 guys, that'd, that'd make two. We
0: have two strikes. Yep. Yeah,
1: and one of them was a complete fucking just blunderfuck by me. Um, yeah. <laughs> a what now? <laughs> a blunderfuck. Blunder fuck. Dude, I don't, I don't know any of these guys, man. I'm not going to fucking get any of them.
2: There, there are, in He's my opinion, two gettable ones
1: of these offensive linemen.
2: Ones that I would have probably guessed at least one, right. Had I been on the other side of this,
1: um, I'd, Two, I'd, I'd I do the center. This, the, one of the guys that got drafted in 2013, I wanted the Rams to pick him, and I can't remember his fucking name. Um, bro. The 2013 one of the
2: picks went back to back at 10 and 11 overall.
1: That doesn't help oh. me. Uh, <laughs> i did been figure it would. <laughs> Bro, I, I'm just gonna start Travis Guest because I'm, I'm drawing
0: blanks. So yep, I I went with everyone I knew. Yeah. What? Well, how many we got? Four, eight.
2: You should have twenty because there's only six left. Nineteen.
1: Right? Yeah, there's six 19. left. Is one of them? I don't know the year, but I think is J.C. Treader is that the center for the for the Colts. It is not. Okay. I
0: just I took a stab. That's fair. I um I I don't even know a name to throw out, so yeah. I'm gonna throw in my towel. We got sorry, 19 you do or need 25.
2: A, you do you need one more for me to take a shot? Or no, it was 18, sorry. I was wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um throwing in the towel, we've got yeah, remaining 2020 offensive tackle for Cleveland, Jedrick Wills. Whatever um knows. 2019 Offensive lineman for the Bengals was Jonah Williams. And then this is where it starts to get iffy. And I had to throw him in there because otherwise it would have been weird if I'd have just left out a piece of the offense. 2016 center for the Colts was Ryan Kelly. Um 2013, dudes that again, I I would have I didn't even know who they were. Um for the Tennessee Titans, it was Chance Warmack. And for oh my, the Chargers. And for the Chargers, it was DJ Fluker. Um, dude,
1: a fucking Chance Wormack. I God damn it.
2: 2011, offensive tackle for the Seahawks, James Carpenter. And then 2009, offensive tackle for the Bengals, Andre Smith. Rounds out the offensive players.
0: I would have gotten Or you. the Saban era. The tackles from three-plus years ago. Yep. Struggled struggled on those. But I'll take 19 of 25. Or 18. Yeah. 19. It was 19 of
2: 26. 26. Yep. a a very solid run i figured you guys would probably pull all of the skill players i wasn't super confident that you guys would know that trent richardson was a bama back that's outside of my era but i knew it was probably jared's era and probably travis's um all the wide receivers i figured you guys would have had no issues with julio amari cooper again calvin ridley i was unsure if you guys knew he was a bama player because i didn't but the more you know (laughs)
0: Hey, Jarrett, Jarrett said B. John Robinson, so
2: he did. And that I'm was so... a you jumped the gun on that one real <laughs> yeah. fast.
0: I think you just were too <laughs> excited and just threw it out I, fast. I, I was
1: like, let's just go and order it. I did, and I was like, fuck. I was like, I figured
2: you guys would pull Jedrick Wills. I don't know why. I just thought I, that, that would I be know. One get,
0: but I couldn't think like once once it gets to be a few years out from off the linemen, they just all blunder together. And the names I can't put to the top of my head after i've had years
1: <laughs> i do i do i do remember chance warmack he was a fucking absolute massive human being
0: so the yeah. one the yeah the jedrick wills one was the one that i was like i know i'm going to hit kick myself but outside of that i
2: yeah a lot of those yes, guys were dudes i would have uh, Jonah williams again was one that like i know the name would have never guessed it
0: on a grid like well, this so especially when you get back to an offensive tackle draft in 2009 i was 14 years old <laughs> Yeah. So, wasn't yeah. really paying attention to paying attention to offensive tackles back then. But either but way, visuals, that's fun. We're gonna the visuals we'll, were great. We'll keep these going, and then probably throw in these and drafts and games, more games once uh, football season ends. So it's fun. Hopefully, you guys enjoy them. And uh, if you're not, obviously, no one's watching because we don't really. No one's gonna watch our podcast on YouTube. All the, a lot of smaller we will
1: we'll we'll put that video out on on, yeah. on the social so you guys can see it and
0: see the. So it's gonna stuff. get, flamed wherever we put it. <laughs> flamed, Nijon. That's
1: This fine. fucking nerd in
0: the glasses doesn't know fuck.
1: Yeah, I, I pulled some shit that a lot that a lot of you guys a lot of you <laughs> probably wouldn't hey, it, So
0: that's that that's where our age our three year age gap comes into play. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I pulled out you fucking Russell on, come, me. on the fucking Seahawks in 2011. I don't Did think he, he went to Bama. to Bama. I don't know, but I saw <laughs> offensive tackle for the Seahawks. It's like, fuck it.
0: All right. This week coming up, we, we preluded to it. Hopefully we get some better games, but we got the divisional playoff round for you guys. <clears throat> Four games. Kick it off. We're going to go in order. Texans at Ravens. Ravens are nine-point favorites. Total is 43-and-a-half. Saturday at three 30. I'm going to kick this out to you guys, but first I want to say, I think it's a little bit crazy how big of dogs the Texans are after the shellacking. They just put on the Cleveland Browns. I know they're going to Baltimore, but still,
2: I agree. And uh, real fast, Russell O'Kung went to Oklahoma state. Yeah. Um, I'm so-
0: that up. <laughs> yeah. The,
1: the, the, the line is, is large to me. I've said it no matter who plays the Ravens. They essentially are sitting almost three weeks at this point because they didn't play their yep. starters in week eighteen. Um so they the last the last time their team has played a complete game was December thirty first against the Miami Dolphins. So that why by the time they play on Saturday, that will and even under- then
0: they only played half a game.
1: <laughs> yeah, but three quarters of it. Anyway, they played the game. It'll be three weeks come Saturday, the last time, almost three weeks, three full weeks. So that to me, I, I've seen it time and time again, teams get that first round by They set their starters week 18. It just does to me. doesn't vibe right. I'm not saying the Texans are going to go into Baltimore and beat them. But I, if I, you know, I don't have an official pick in this game, but I would definitely lean uh, Texans plus nine and a half. I do have a prop. I like in
0: this game though. I do as well. Um, I have, I have two props I like, but I also, I kind of like each side of the, of the spread and the total, um, obviously like I alluded to, I, I think the Texans plus nine is a little steep. Mm-hmm. I would think it'd be more of like five, five and a half to six. Um, so I do like them, but also I I kind of like the over 43 and a half. seems a that's little my low. official pick. Yep. Yeah. It's, it seems low. Um, so I think a lot of it is due to the first time these guys played, but that also was the first game of the season. They played in Baltimore. Ravens won 25-9. to nine. Even then, wasn't completely, totally off of this total. But it was C.J. Stroud's first game in the NFL. It was competitive. Houston turned it over three times on downs. I think C.J. Stroud has progressed tremendously since that game. We just saw it. They're coming off a high. Their offense is clicking. Even though they don't have Tank Dell, I think they're able to put up points. 43-and-a-half is just weird. I think it'd be close yes. to 50
2: we just talked about the Browns defense. And again, we've talked about their road defense versus their home defense, whatever. They still have a good defense and the Texans covered this by themselves last week. So I, with a decent offense in the Ravens, I know that de- the Ravens have a very good defense as well. Um, it just feels like a game that if Stroud gets going again, he also doesn't typically throw a ton of passes, but all of his passes are effective. He threw 21 passes last week and still threw for almost 300 yards. Um, another reason why I have a prop in this game, too. I like the over. Like I said, I won't harp on it too much longer. Um, the prop I like as well is Stroud's over of 242 and a half passing yards. That seems very low to me for a guy who I believe has hit it. And I think it was like four of his last six games. Um, and he was
0: hurt
1: for part
0: of a couple of those. So, um, And that's one that. Because I had two player props as well that I was looking at. That's one as well where no matter what side of the ball you're taking, if you're taking the Ravens, um, the Texans aren't going to bench them. They're going to come out. They're going to be firing. So you see a lot of, I think, in the wild card round, three of the top five quarterbacks passing yards, those were all teams that lost. Um, yep. So if, they, if you think they're going to lose, I think he hits this even easier uh, than if they come out and they look good. Another one I like and I don't want to steal Jarrett's, but I have to throw it out there before it does get stolen, is Nico Collins over 79 and a half.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's like an almost an automatic bet at this point. You have to bet it you, bet it till the wheels fall off. I mean, and if it's the last game of the season, the wheels will fall off. No, it's not. I have a plus money one that I think Travis is really gonna like. Uh you know, Ethan probably like too just because of the heated conversation we had about this man on on Sunday. Um, oh, God I have I have Lamar Jackson to throw a pick at plus one fifteen. He has thrown an interception in every single postseason game he started, all six of them, and he threw one earlier this year against the Texans as well. All, when he only attempted to po- pass the ball like fifteen times, so
2: yeah. And the Texans' like look pretty strong, so I don't <laughs> hate that at all. Yeah, they just start pack it up.
0: What helps is that their pass defense is vulnerable, because, and that's one of the things that I think why this total is so low. Houston passes the ball really well. Baltimore is the fifth-ranked pass defense. Baltimore doesn't pass the ball very well. Houston has a 24-ranked pass defense, so I think we're going to see a little bit more passes in the playoff game, which increases, no matter if he's moving the ball or not, but it increases the likelihood that he's going to throw a pick. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: I, I, I look at the data. Like- plays. Yeah, I was like, man, he's throwing a pick in every single fucking playoff game he's had. So how can I not take this? Crazy.
0: All right. Yep. Well, there we go. Regardless, um, how do you – and I'll, I'll ask another question at the end of this. But how do you – regard? like, don't put your heart in this, what you want to see. How do you see this game playing out ultimately? Like, what what is right. your – you don't have to tell me, obviously, everything in specifics. But, like, what are you thinking? Tie ball game. Ravens get the ball back.
1: They move the ball effectively. Justin Tucker does Justin Tucker things. It's like a 40-something yarder to win it. 27-24. It's high.
0: Okay.
2: It's hard to hard to not ride the hot hand. And I, I get that's you got a one seed I mean, I think we're We've obviously got got all tons for the rest. Texans. Yeah. But it's yeah. hard, it's hard though, because they are hot. And we and I I think we talked about it a few weeks ago when Stroud was hurt. I said when Stroud comes back, this Texans offense is totally different and it has been. And now they're riding that wave. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm just gonna say it right now. I would not be surprised if the Texans roll in there and they pull an upset. Not exactly the same as the Packers pulled last week, but similar, where they come out hot, they come out strong, they develop a lead,
0: and then they hold on to it. Bro, I swear to God. Hopefully, I won't be, I won't, I won't be mad if they lose this game because obviously the cards are kind of stacked against them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to see them keep it competitive though, especially with the games we've had. So, yeah. as long as they can For keep sure. it competitive and keep it close and kind of look like they have in the past, it'll be a good game. If Houston wins, Kansas City going to beat Buffalo.
1: And then fucking no. Houston's going to get to play Kansas City in fucking Arrowhead in the conversation game. And I'm going to see <laughs> the goddamn Chiefs in another fucking Super Bowl. I'm telling you guys right now, so that's what will happen. I'm telling you right Ch- now.
2: The Chiefs aren't winning this weekend. It's not happening. Okay. All, All right. right so, we'll talk that about
0: week. that. Talk about that last. Um, but Ethan already kind of showed his deck a little bit. Packers at 49ers dick at this, a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Juris, um,
2: juris, Dick, juris,
0: Dick <laughs> Packers at Niners. The same spread Niners are favored by nine and that over under is 50 and a half is Saturday at seven 15. Again, I think it's another wild spread going to a divisional round when Jordan Love and the Packers have been playing great. Um, but, what concerns me here is the Packers' defense. I think the 49ers are really versatile, much more versatile than we saw the Cowboys were and how they can move the ball, but I want to hear what you guys
1: think about this game. I'll let Ethan go.
2: Yeah, um, just like last week, I'm not going to touch the spread. I, As much as yeah. I want to say Packers' money line to the Super Bowl on their way, I could also see them losing this game by 45. I said it earlier um so i'm not touching the spread i'm also not touching the over under i do have a just a single prop bet in this game so i'll let you guys discuss if you have any lines or anything first and then i will talk about my prop
1: yeah i i mean i i don't i don't have an official pick in this game either um i i initially leaned packers when it was 10 when it first came out now it's down to nine apparently uh you know you can always buy hooks i would buy it to 10 or nine and a half. Um, if I was going to bet it, I probably will. Um, that's how I was, that's how I'm leaning again. I, for something, something about me, like I don't like the idea of a team. Everyone looks at the first round buy as like, as like a uber positive thing. Yes. And no. But when your guys, because the Niners are in the same fucking boat as the Ravens, they've been sitting for three weeks come Saturday night. And I like, there's something about salinity. Oh, yeah. It's
0: when, you, when,
1: when teams are going into the playoffs with a hot hand and teams are playing good, like when you take that amount of time off, like you get rusty. Um, we see it happen in baseball. We see it, you know, with the teams who get who don't play in those playing games, those playing series now. You know, they sit for three or four days and then they fucking have to play this team that's coming in hot. I think the same thing happens in football. So, you know, you have the Tex- Texans and the Packers who played great games in wildcard weekend, offensively, defensively, all around. They're they're riding a high. I mean, it's just to me it doesn't spell spell good. That's why I like the Packers plus. I have no anal, analytical data to back it up except for just what I what my my gut feel on it. And I'm not gonna fucking bet a team to win my double digits in the fucking playoffs. It's stupid too.
0: My <clears throat> it's my yeah, it's it's hard to do. My lean is obviously Green Bay, same as Texans, just because the spread is egregious. So again, if it were like five, six, probably wouldn't touch it. I was looking at their uh, overall like rankings and how they stack up on offense and defense and we've we've dogged on the packers pass defense a lot them and the the 49ers are back to back their pass defense 13th and 14th um, when you look at the running side of the game the packers are 28th which i didn't realize how bad or how many yards they let up on the ground i thought that when and i was looking i was like oh the 49ers can run all over them the Packers let up a lot of yards on the ground, but they have only allowed four 100-yard rushers all year. Isaiah Pacheco, Jalen Warren, David Montgomery, and Bijan Robinson. So they kind of are in like a bend-but-don't-break situation because you never see teams going off against them, especially as of late. Like, I don't think they've allowed one of those 100-yard rushers in the last like seven or eight games. Um, with that being said... It's tough to see them winning just because of how dynamic the 49ers are. I see them winning, but I can hopefully um, ho- hope that they keep it close. The one player prop I like in this game, and I'm probably going to steal it from somebody. And it's somebody who I mentioned um, earlier. It's someone who takes his game to a whole nother level. I was going to take his attempts over yards, sit over Aaron Jones, over 69 and a
2: half. Oh my God. It's, it's, he's got a hundred yard rushing in three straight games. Since he's come back from injury, the dude oh, yeah. has come back and just been an animal. That was my one player prop. So absolutely, I love that play. Yeah,
1: and I know I mean, the Niners have have Nick Bosa and they have fucking Jay, not Jaden Clark. They have Chase Young. Chase Young, like they they have a good defensive line. But to me, like the Packers, if there's a path for the Packers to win or cover, they have to they have to get the ground game going because that opens yeah, up the play action game for jo- for Jordan Love. Jordan Love to me is not your typical drop back in the pocket passer to make it work. He plays well with play actions and bootlegs. So in order to get him going on that, they got to get the run game going. Um, and I, I, so I, I'm fully behind that. That should be your official play for this game because I don't have I don't have a, a prop in this game. So
0: especially especially with AJ Dillon being out because he's the type of guy that kind of steals those carries from Aaron Jones. Um, Manuel yeah, J- not. Yeah, he's, not gonna steal. No. he's not going to steal. Yeah. he's not going to steal the carries that that Aaron Jones would he fucking, get taken from him. Devin Singletary Jr. running in fucking jeans, what he looked like <laughs> on fucking Sunday. Exactly, exactly. So over sixty nine and a half. Love the number and uh, nice. Love the love, love the prop there. So there's their play there. Let's go into Sunday. We got Bucks at Lions. Lions are a uh, pretty big six and a half point favorite. Totals forty eight and a half. It's two o'clock. Uh, one thing I have before I turn it over is the kind of stalemate that we saw the lions lay in the second half of the Rams game. Didn't impress me a whole lot. It's a rematch I, of week six when the bucks lost to the lions at home 20 to six. What do you guys have?
1: I like bucks plus seven. I even like a little sprinkle on bucks money line. Call me crazy. I Ethan? think I, I, I think I'll let Ethan. Yeah. What do you think?
2: My official play is not the line, but I do have in my notes written down lean Bucks plus six and a half
1: or plus seven, whatever you got it at. Yeah. I just think that this Bucks defense is more dynamic and can get after the passer a little bit better than what the Rams could. The Rams, they have some some great players of defense. They're a little bit on, on the older side. Um I saw the Bucks get after Jalen Hurts, and again, to Travis's point, he was able to scramble, make some throws. I don't know if Jared Goff can make those throws. I don't know if Jared Goff can. Now, granted, they got some pass catchers on there in in LaPorta and St. Brown that if they can get loose, if Jared Goff can buy a little bit of time and extend the play just a smidge, those guys can probably find an open spot and get open. So that does worry me a little bit. I just think, and Travis alluded to it earlier, the Lions' pass defense is suspect. you got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and a guy that I really, really like, and I don't I don't want to steal us steal this, but Kate Otten has been went fucking nuclear on Monday night. Uh, you stole he's on, it. You stole he stole it from me. me. And his prop is only over 30 and a half receiving yards. 29 and a half. Yeah, whatever it is. I love it. Because the Lions allow on average across season 55 yards a game to tight ends. So before
2: Travis jumps into his picks, I just wanted a couple notes to build off of that too. Um I think this game might be more of a shootout than the Rams-Lions game I thought it was going to be with those offensive and offenses and those quarterbacks. And the reason is because we know that the Lions' uh, secondary is suspect. I think the Bucks secondary is also a little suspect as well. Um, their their line is super good, but their their secondary is not so much. Um, and I think that, and this is going to play into one of my prop bets for this game. It's not my favorite, but it is a prop bet that I have is I think we're going to see more Jameer Gibbs in this game than David Montgomery because I think they're going to need a guy in the backfield who is going to get out on some screen passes more, some swing uh, swing routes, things like that, as opposed to a guy that's just running into the throats of the Bucks because you're not going to get anywhere if you do that with that Bucks line. So oh, I think we're going gross. to see a lot more passing. We're going to see a lot more scoring. I think this game could be even higher scoring than the Bucks or the Rams-Lions game from last week.
0: Yeah, I mean, we got two defenses that rank in the bottom sixth in pass defense in the divisional round, which is kind of crazy the fact they've made it to this point, both teams nonetheless, but also two teams that rank really well in run defense. So I think we're going to see a lot of airing the ball out, whether it's successful or not, who knows. <clears throat> the one thing I wanted to mention that kind of backs up Jared's Bucks plus six and a half is the Bucks are a league best, eight and one against the spread on the road. Oh, 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 there we go.
1: Damn. So, there you go.
0: Yeah, they're not, they're not afraid to go into enemy territory and play well. So I like the six-and-a-half number. Um, dot and over 29-and-a-half, we already talked about that. I had three-player props because I didn't really have a pick in this game. I was just backing up Jared's spread. Um, we saw – I mean, this Bucks team throughout the year. Baker Mayfield has been attempting just a million passes. Um, against this bad pass defense third worst in the league baker over 253 and a half again if you think they're going to be playing from behind regardless or not he had 188 yards in the first half against the eagles hit this number with flying colors um, and then if you want to go on the other side to attack that bucks bad pass defense amon ross st brown over 90 and a half seems like the kind of go to i know it's a high number but that it's is high. the guy they're going to go to to get the ball and hands. he's had over 100 yards and plenty of games this year um yep. I didn't write it down how many he had because i knew that I just liked that number regardless i liked it last week at 89 and a half didn't end up taking it because I was like uh oh, it seems high and then he hit it so yeah
1: yeah
2: nope you Fair. one you took my baker over yardage on prop so that was that was my prop play of this game officially <laughs> um I did have that one that i said i that Lean that I liked, it goes into the Jameer Gibbs-David Montgomery situation that I talked about and what I think is going to happen. I like David Montgomery under 14 and a half rushing attempts. He hasn't hit that in, I think he's only hit it like twice in his last five games, which I know is almost half. I get that, but in a game that I think Jameer Gibbs is going to be more of the feature back than Montgomery, I don't foresee him getting to 15 carries, especially if we're thinking that this is going to be a pass-heavy game.
0: The only problem that that and again I like that, but the, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. The only problem I could see is that getting to that number would be the Bucks getting down big and the Lions just running, 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 running. But outside of yeah. that, with the numbers you gave, I like that because if it's close game, because they're going to win. So there you go, Tim Bay, fourth ranked defense uh, against the run. Um, so I don't hate that at all. Chiefs Bills, one of the games that. Picks in my eyes, I didn't love a whole lot because both these offenses and defenses have been kind of question marks. Um, Bills three point favorites totals 45 and a half. Looks like we're going to have another freezing cold game, maybe some snow again in Buffalo. What do you guys got? So, I had the Bills at two and a half,
1: and that's what I had spread wise because again. I've already talked about why. I don't need to explain it again. If you've listened this far, you fucking know why I picked Bills minus two and a half. So there you go.
2: No, I, no need I to. The bills that. at minus three as my line play. Um, and I have a player prop that, Travis, I know you already have. And I think we're both going to love. Um, so I'll let you dive into it check because it. I, I check over 14 and a half carries. The dude had 24 last week in similar temperatures and now you're going to play a Bills team that is decimated on defense that I think yeah, that regardless of what happens in this game, that dude is going to get a minimum of 20 touches.
0: Yeah, they, they can't stop the run either. So it's a, it's a game where regardless of if, if there is snow or not, because that's what I was worried about in the Dolphins game, um, there wasn't snow and the weather was cold. And they, Like you said, they ran into a ton. Um, this is a guy who you give him the ball, the offense does well because – they don't know whether it's south the runner or whether it's south the pass because you gotta always assume the threat of Patrick Mahomes to pass whether or not his receivers drop nine passes in the game. Yep. Um so over 14 and a half. Yeah. I mean it's even lower than last week he against 24 last week. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, against a, a, a solid Dolphins run D. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
1: that's it. Awesome. I have uh I have one prop. I don't think I don't think Travis has it. I got Josh Allen over 44 and a half rushing yards. This dude has hit this in six out of nine postseason games. He ran for like 75 last week. Um in, into sorry, sorry, two, sorry for dropping my phone. Um to also kind of further back this point. This just this Chiefs defense allowed Tua, I think he had like almost 20 25. rushing yards last week. Yeah. And he hasn't done that shit all fucking year. Like he had opportunities to run the ball, and he got when and Josh Allen is. An infinitely better athlete than Tua when it comes to when it comes to running the football. So forty-four and a half does not seem very high to me, especially if the weather is going to play a factor like it is. If Jarius uh, Need can lock down Stefan Diggs and he, him not be able to get open, and Josh Allen is forced to run the ball, um, I just I see him hitting this number again. the fact, he's hit that in six out of nine postseason games too. Also leads me to believe he puts the team on his back and does what he needs to do to, to to get those first downs.
2: Now, I will say that he did hit that in one carry last week. Um, I was going
0: to say, especially <laughs> if he pulls his best uh, Kenny Pickett impression and does a fake slide and scampers for 54 yards. <laughs> yeah. Except when he did last week. Yep. Uh, the only problem is the Chiefs linebackers and Nick Bolton getting to him. But, yeah, outside of that, <clears throat> I could I could see that hitting. Maybe a lower play than the others, but I don't hate it. It's a, it's a, that's a big number for a quarterback rush. It's just, it's widebacks. just a little high is all, but yes. At 30s for sure. But two ran half. for 25 last week, two ran for
1: 25 last week. I don't think two has ran for over 10 all year. <laughs> that's
0: fair. That's very fair. Um, so I'm glad we're all on the same page. Let's, I'm going to give you guys a question, which I almost kind of gave it away at the beginning of the, of the divisional round talk. Not going to call the Chiefs win an upset, but if you guys are going to place a bet on an underdog this weekend to win a game, who are you going to place it on to win? Tampa Bay, the Bucks. Yeah. As
1: badly
2: as I want to say the Packers, and I'm not going to sit here and discredit or discount them out of that game. Again, I'm not discounting
0: anyone out of any game. The, I just want to the know Niners if you're are your own money. Yeah, the game, Niners are a
2: whole on. different beast than the Cowboys. Um, So if I had to put my money on something, it would be the Bucks.
0: Yeah, that'd be awesome. Listen, my wish is that we see a Texans Bills, uh, Packers Bucks, Packers
2: Bucks. Oh my God! Championship I would round. I don't I would care be, who he, would win those next games. That'd be a great Super Bowl.
0: I would love it. I would. <laughs> I wouldn't care who won the Super. Uh, I, I yep. would care. because I wouldn't want the yeah. Bills to win but yeah. of three or four teams i would appreciate it now if it's ravens chiefs niners, niners. i wouldn't care to see the lions but yeah say yeah. the lions yeah it significantly dis- decreases the odds of the teams that I would want to win the super bowl right the one
2: the yeah. one game this week that really doesn't matter to our our fandom, I guess, is Bucks-Lions because I think either team that wins that game, that'll be a fun team to see in the
0: championship game. But And two spills because so I hate both of them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> also fair. Yeah. yeah. I would like to see the, the winner of that game lose the next game, no matter what. Um, exactly. Yeah. But I'm telling you right now, I am telling
1: you guys right now, I'm, I want you to clip this. 124 clip in the podcast. Fucking, if the Texans beat the Ravens on Saturday, the Chiefs will beat the Bills on Sunday, and then the Chiefs will beat the Texans in Arrowhead on Championship Sunday because that's how it is. That's how it's going to be. We're going to see them in another fucking Super Bowl in a year where we didn't think they even had sort of snowballs chance in hell. And I'll have to see fucking Taylor Swift and fucking <laughs> Brittany Mahomes swag surfing in the box,
0: and it's going to make me want to jump off a fucking cliff. So It'll be, be also. Awesome. When yep. did Swag from become popular again? Because that song came out like eleven years ago.
1: A long time ago, yeah. I was like a high school. Well, school it's because that. they had a clip of like one of the defense players, know, the Chiefs.
0: Uh, yeah, I know. But why would you request that song? Because the <laughs> song, let's talk about it. I'm maybe a hot take. The song sucks. It's a bop. I like it.
2: You know, I got that swag. It's a I hate
0: the song. I hate it. <laughs> um, if the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl again. I might just burn all my NFL gear I have. Yeah, if it's if it's yeah.
2: Chiefs Niners, it's I'll watch the commercials in the halftime show.
0: <laughs> I'll fucking turn Maybe on. Yeah, I'll, I'll be the person that does the
2: opposite, fucking- and when the, it goes to commercial, I'll watch. And then when it comes back from commercial, I'll go eat and hang out in the kitchen.
0: <laughs> I'll yeah. just tune in for sixty minutes after the after the game. Tick, 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 tick. <laughs> um. Uh. But there you have it, folks. A little bit shorter of an episode. Hope you enjoyed. Jarrett will not be with us next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's
1: just I'll be, gonna be, me I'll be and visiting Ethan. Mickey Mouse.
0: It's going to be me and Ethan taking on Championship Weekend and whatever else we got going on. So um, I don't know how many of you tune in for this ugly mug of Jarrett, but you can tune in for me and Ethan next week.
1: <laughs> Peace. Peace.